Welcome. This is Heidi from Discerning Grace. Today I'm finishing the topic on the spiritual discipline of submission. Each discipline or practice has had three chats. One as an introduction, the second gives a little taste, and the third sums it up. I say this to remind you that these chats are a brief exposure to the topic. If the Spirit is encouraging you to go deeper, read a book or talk to someone you respect that you've noticed lives out the character or exercise you feel called to practice. If you want to go back and listen to a different episode, you can find them either at www.discerninggrace.com or you can subscribe and listen to the contemplative chat on your favorite podcast app. Okay, this is a good time to remind you that the Holy Spirit, your helper, your advocate, and comforter, is ready and able to help you as we meet together today. Ask the Spirit what's important in this moment. Listen to the quiet voice. Notice and feel the gentle nudge. Take a moment and purposely turn your heart towards God right now. Look where God, Jesus, and the Spirit are offering you freedom and unconditional love. Father, I look to you and see a strong arm able to carry all my burdens. I see a Savior who has loved unconditionally, sacrificing all, even his breath. Today I welcome the servant heart of Christ the one who gave the example of submitting to his followers and demonstrated yielding to another, then the final submission to his Father. O grant us wisdom to understand this example of a submissive heart, the one who was in the right yet yielded to those who were misinformed, angry, and had selfish motives. How can I submit or even serve those who are malicious and want my destruction? Only through your touch and the Spirit's guidance can I even entertain the idea of submission. Speak into our souls today. Breathe new life into these stiff bones. We give you praise and lift you high. Thank you for your abiding presence in our lives. In the name of the greatest servant, Jesus. Amen. We're going to begin in John 13. This may be a familiar text to some. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from the Father and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, says Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. Then Lord, 
Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head also. (laughs) Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that's why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly, so that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, the servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. This happens after the great Hosanna entrance as Jesus goes into Jerusalem and just before the Passover meal. Sit for a moment and ponder the scene. Twelve disciples coming in for the Passover celebration, women running around with plates of food, jars of wine set on the table, and the men trying to get comfortable. Maybe like us, their thoughts are not on why the festival is remembered. Maybe it's become a tradition without much meaning. Maybe they're just going through the motions. Yet Jesus stands up and physically and symbolically becomes submissive, a servant to his followers as he washes their feet. Peter jumps up and is uncomfortable. Jesus is the master. He can't be doing a servant role. What emotions are bubbling up inside you as you listen to this? As we try to follow the life of Christ, I wonder myself, how can I model my life after this man? Just as Jesus called to his Father to help and give wisdom, we too must not only believe, trust, and sacrifice, but we need to be strongly attached to the vine. The Holy Spirit needs to be daily invited to guide us, to encourage us to lead a life of servanthood. Philippians 2.4 Let each of us look not only to our own interest, but to the interests of others. Richard Foster lists areas where we need to learn to submit. I need to submit to the triune God. I need help to submit to the scripture, to my family. I need help to submit to my neighbors, to my faith community, and to those the world despises and those who are wounded. To us who follow the examples in the life of Jesus, we quickly realize it's an impossible task without the Spirit. They work together, Father, Son, and Spirit. And we are in tune when we're able to attempt to live this mystery. There is one caveat. People in authority may hold power, but may not possess spiritual authority. Spiritual authority is recognized by those who show compassion and unconditional love. Your spirit recognizes this Christ-likeness. However, we are all human on this side of heaven, 
and we can abuse gifts. There comes a point where authority is abusive and becomes destructive. We are all guilty of this. We even see it in little children who lord over the younger ones. I think we can all think of someone in the church who has abused their authority or has failed to follow the verse in Ephesians 5. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. No gender is listed. No leader and follower. All submit. Can we humbly submit to those who offer us feedback or insight when our leadership has become destructive or damaging? I believe we don't start out that way, but we can become comfortable in our traditions like Peter and are surprised when someone changes the routine. Lord, help us all learn to listen to those you bring in our lives and create in us fertile ground so that we can always be workable and moldable. Hear these words from Michael Card. In an upstairs room, a parable is just about to come alive. And while they bicker about who's best, with a painful glance, he'll silently rise. Their savior servant must show them how, through the will of the water, and the tenderness of the towel. And the call is to community, the impoverished power that sets the soul free in humility to take the vow that day after day we must take up the basin and the towel in any ordinary place on any ordinary day. This parable can live again when one will kneel and one will yield. And the call is to community, the impoverished power that sets the soul free, in humility to take the vow, that day after day we must take up the basin, and day after day we must take up the basin, and day after day we must take up the basin and the towel. Our loving Christ, what an example you give us. One of loving the unlovable, helping the outcasts, and willingly submitting to those who mean you harm. I ask that you shower us with patience as we each strive to follow the path you have set before us. Keep us sheltered as we continue to submit and serve those whom you have put in reach on our path. Protect us from abusive leaders and give us wisdom that we don't repeat those actions. Holy Spirit, dwell in us as we strive to discern your will and carry your yoke upon us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Till next week, we'll begin to look at service as a discipline. I think that blends well and can build on the solid foundation of submission. Thanks.